What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Proper Tools Podcast, the only podcast where you can listen to a couple of tools just sitting around talking shop. I'm Jake. Oh, hey, I just thought of a carpentry joke. Never mind. I'm not sure it'd work. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean. Welcome, everybody, to episode 20 or episode XX if you're in Rome. Jake, have you ever <laughs> been to Rome? Uh, I have not, but I have roamed. I I was in Rome once and I got so dehydrated, they had to stick a four in my arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And we're off to a great start. <laughs> it can only go up from here. Yeah, I, I think uh, on that note, maybe I'll just dive into this one. Um, so this episode is extra special. Um, just like last episode, we hit a mile marker. We hit like a thousand downloads. Uh, this episode, not only are we hitting episode 20, but we have Mr. Ethan Carter as our guest. What is Yay. up? Sorry. And I was, I was the, I, that was the third person laughing in the background uh, during that intro. So, but th- <laughs> yes, thank you guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for well, coming I, on, I man. Can this is exciting. There, there was way more than three people laughing. Just saying. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Right. At I least four. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, uh, uh, I thought about this as I was coming on because I listened to your last episode and realized it was 19. You know what Vincent has always said about episode, if you get to episode 20? What's that? The, if you get, if a podcast gets to episode 20, you're going to make it because like that's kind of the the breaking point where where it either you, you, you quit or you keep going. So congrats. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm honored. I'm honored to be part of that episode 20. So, well, thank you for coming on and being guest on our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have warned you out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> our grand Crash finale episode. <laughs> well, at least you announced it ahead of time. So it wasn't that I w- created your final episode. I was the uh, reason why you guys crashed and burned. Right. <laughs> Not a chance. Oh, boy. No, definitely not. No, no, man. We really appreciate you coming on here. Uh, we're really excited about this one. For I'm, sure. I'm super excited. I'm so grateful that you guys asked for me to uh, ask me to come on, and uh, and yeah, I'm super excited. You, you guys have such a such a casual and fun flow to your podcast that it's uh, <laughs> it's it's an easy one to say yes to, and and there's not you know there's not a lot of butterflies, which is nice. I mean, there's definitely still butterflies, but uh, but there's not you know there's a little bit. <laughs> A uh, little bit less, so I'm excited. So thanks. Right guys. on, right on. Absolutely. Uh, what are you guys working on right now? Uh, Ethan, go for it. Oh, what am I working on? Um, well, I just I, I just finished a couple of YouTube videos, which I've I've done pretty well. You know, it usually takes me months. <laughs> it seems like to put out YouTube videos, but I've gotten a couple out. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm kind of in that transition mode. So I just uh, just tonight dropped so i made the you guys talked about it last week uh which thank you for all the kind words about the leather rubik's cube um but i just finished that so uh this past weekend i was like you know lots of people were like oh that looks that would look great on your desk or something like that so i was like i gotta make some way to display it so i just dropped on instagram a really simple but uh fun little project which was a, a leather stand for my leather rubik's cube as kind of right. like a way to display it. So I just finished that, um, which is super fun. And um, yeah, and actually I just, uh, we can get into it, but um, I just, as a lot of people have uh, been getting, uh, the there's a lot of lasers. There's a lot of hobby lasers going on, coming out right now. Uh, there is a of, lot. 
There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, and I, there's a couple of people I know that have like three different hobby lasers because companies just keep sending them to them. Um, but uh, I actually just today. Do you? Oh, yeah. Did you? What yeah, did you get? I just got one. What oh, did you get? Um, it's uh, the company that sent it to me is called Per Gear or something like that. But it's if you look up Adam Stack, I think Adam, Adam Stack is the kind of the main brand that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I just got the Afuro uh, Two Laser Afuro uh, Two A U F E R O. I'm looking it up. At, I'm looking at my phone as I say Afuro uh, okay. Laser um, Two. Which, um, yeah, I mean, it's a long story. Uh, we went back and forth. I didn't. Th- I didn't sign a contract. I didn't think I was. I thought they ghosted me, and I, and then all of a sudden, literally this afternoon, it showed up on my uh, front steps, and yeah. so I'm like, oh, I guess I am going to be exploring a laser (laughs) so uh so that's kind of what i'm up to even though i haven't started yet because uh there's gonna be a learn i'm there's some people that are really excited when they get a new tool and they're like can't wait to jump in and i'm like the exact i'm like terrified i'm you know like oh this means i actually have to learn how to put it together and then actually how to use it and so i'm a little bit terrified but also excited so yeah i i was nervous to open the box when i got mine just because i i was thinking I was overthinking the whole thing. I was yeah. like, well, I got to make a video about this or review or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, should I, you know, film opening the box? Like, I can't, I mean, I have to fake that if I don't do it now. And okay, so right. I, maybe I should. And you can but, never get it right back into the box the right. same way. And also you're... I'm like, right. but no, I'm not going to show opening the box. Like everyone knows what stuff looks like coming out of a box. This isn't like a new Apple product or something. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but I finally got it out, and like I've never seen that technique of cutting the tape that holds the the box together. I've never seen that technique. Oh, that knife flick that's pretty (laughs) cool, where you flipped open that knife. Uh, My favorite box openings were from AVE. I don't know if you ever seen that guy. Um, I think it's Arduino versus Evil or something like that. He's this dude um, in Canada. think he's some sort of miner or owns a mine i don't know Hmm. super top secret individual but um he uh also not not for kids channel that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) he's not monetized at all for sure but um whenever he he'll get up some product and open it up he'll make it like a race how fast can you get it out of the box so um that's right that little uh, chainsaw that was going around, that little tiny chainsaw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's using those to open boxes quite a bit and totally destroying what was inside the box too. But I was just going to say, like, even using my maker knife, I still feel like I, like, always cut something inside for some uh-huh. reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those yeah. are probably the best <laughs> box openings, uh, in my opinion. But I got to check it out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think of like what else. I don't know what else I have going on. Uh, I've got. I always have projects in the back of my mind, but I think I'm at. I'm at kind of at that transition point where I had a bunch of ideas. I did them, and now I'm kind of like, what's what's next? But I've got because of the laser, I've got a couple obligations with that. So I got to figure out what project I'm going to do with that, which is also a little <laughs> stressful. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's yeah. fun. It'll be fun. I finally. Um... And that's basically what I've been working on. So I I got mine out of the box this past weekend, got it set up, found that um, maybe I shouldn't have said where I got it, but there's an issue with it <laughs> right out of the box. 
Literally. Um, yeah. And so I'm working with the company trying to get them to fix it. But I sent them like a whole list of, of what I did. And they're like, well, do you try this? And it's like the list I made. Like, yes, that's what I said. I did those that's things. I made that list. <laughs> Here's what I need from you is I need this part. Uh, so we'll see, like you know, we're like, out just listening to you. <laughs> we're 14 hours offset. So by the time, you know, I said yep. a thing, then they read it. Uh, but we'll get there. I, I'm impressed overall with some of these lasers. Like they're built a lot better than I expected. Well, um, I think that's, that is the turning point right now. Like there've been hobby lasers for, you know, two or three years now, but yeah. it was a little bit of like, you're less likely to burn down your house now. I feel like, I guess that's uh, like the turn. Well, I, I, I'm still going to do it outside <laughs> because I have no ventilation and, and I have a very small shop, but yeah, my wife walked out into, the, into my garage. Well, actually I, I told her, I was like, you should come see this thing work. Cause I'm going to etch this charcuterie board. And I think it will be cool. She's like, I don't really care. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so I go out there and I, sounds, I sounds do one pass. Very familiar. Yeah. I do a one pass and I'm like, Oh, that messed up because well, I, I moved the laser. The laser like doesn't have a bed, sits on your workbench. Okay. And halfway through, I was like, what is, I was just checking how, I don't know what I did. I moved it. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> uh, so I had to do it again. And she comes out after the second burn and the garage is like totally like smoking out. Oh. It was bad. So well, I only burned two things today. Well, what I've heard is that the only thing worse than that is when you're trying to laser leather because it basically smells like burning flesh and so <laughs> i don't think that too. i'm yeah i don't know how i'm gonna deal with that i'm gonna have to have a big fan and i don't it's gonna be yeah. a nightmare so i really want to cut leather with it but i'm glad that i started with wood yes okay yeah i still probably should start with wood even though yeah yeah that's probably so, good, yeah. ethan how big is the like what's the footprint of yours you said you can you're gonna take it outside to use it how big is it it's it's not huge. I mean, I don't know the exact dimensions, but it's probably it's like two and a half feet by two and a half feet. I would say somewhere around there. Okay. So I mean, it's about yeah, probably about that. Uh, so it's not huge. Um, I think you can. Um, so I know uh, my my buddy Nick of Build Dad Build. He's one of the ones that I think has multiple lasers right now. Yeah. And um, he, uh, I think he's. Cr- built in like a made a bed for it which i probably will do but i got to figure out how to not burn the bed um but i think i might do that just because of transportation why you know it might be simpler to carry it out and be able to like place it on a workbench outside or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah it's not huge it's definitely not huge um and and i mean i think that is one of the nice f- features of these new kind of hobby lasers versus the glowforge and you know the epilogues and the higher end ones is that you can you know, you are able to kind of put on your workbench, like you said, Jake, like you can kind of bring it to the piece. So I know a lot of, a lot of people that have really high end lasers, um, still find these valuable because if they're like, if they're doing an installation or something like that and they want to laser something, they can bring the laser with them to the site and laser on site. Um, so I think there is a value even for people that have, you know, quote unquote, better, you know, higher, higher caliber lasers that's, for these. But. That's why I really wanted the, these because I do have another laser. Um, no one will see this on the camera, but this thing, and it's made out of like CD drives. Oh, wow. But uh, it has, let's see if I can show There you go. Look at that. 
It's a CD drive. It, it looks there. like a, like a, almost like a 3D printer. Yeah, I, mean, I think ways. it's like a similar design. There was something okay. like this before. Um, it's you know from Instructables. China copied Instructables and just made a bunch of these <laughs> right. 3D printers, lasers, whatever they could stick to it and sell on Amazon. Um, but it has like a one and a half inch square cut like field. So it's not particularly useful. <laughs> Unless and you're like, yeah. Right. So getting like my original plan was to take that little guy and reconfigure it so that it would just burn whatever it was sitting on. So there was okay. no yep. platen. Um, but then these guys reached out to me and I was like, okay, yep. Deal. Got it. Send it over. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny though. It's, I don't, I, I have not, I've not worked with a lot of brands. Like this is like, this has been a new experience for me. Um, where like, you know, I mean, it's not super expensive, but it's not inexpensive either. And it's just, it's a weird dynamic. I mean, it's the first time I'm like dealing with a contract and stuff like that. And, and to your point too, it's, you know, from it's, so the the lag was 14 hours or whatever so i'd send them something a revision or whatever and then i'd wait a day and a half and they'd send a revision it's just it's a weird dynamic now i don't know it's yeah i i took the underdone approach i don't know if you watched his video on uh -uh. his lasers um that guy he just decided to just start responding to everyone who offered to send him a laser with just his address or his PO box or whatever. And, and just like, if you want to send it, he just would just start doing that. Well, he ended up with like, I don't know, five or six lasers at the end of this whole thing. <laughs> and he made two videos that did really well. And it's hilarious. Definitely got to go check it out. What, what um, was it? Um, just go to un underdone. Underdone. Awesome. Uh, he's also, he's got a a aging wheels. This is his other channel, but underdone okay. is his woodworking channel. And he did a super in-depth, deep dive into this these diode lasers and uh, it's really fascinating but he's also hilarious right. and uh i mean he he took a tack that was i don't know maybe <laughs> i don't want to say unethical but <laughs> you know they sent him the laser you know that's on them but well, i'm assuming uh, he's big and i mean and maybe he's not but it, does he have a big channel I think he's uh, got around a hundred thousand or so. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of I I took the lesson from that and just responded to, to this company and just said, "Hey, just send it over. I'll take a look at it. if I like it. I'll do a review video." And after some back and forth like that, they finally just sent it, um, which was kind of underdone's point was to avoid getting into these battles back and forth and stuff. Well, and again, I like I said, I'm I'm super new to this. What. Uh, one of the things I will say, though, is that even no matter what size you are, it is amazing. Like you don't just don't just accept what they what they ask you to do, because, uh, you know, I asked a couple fellow makers that I have a really big respect for that have done, you know, have worked with brands more and stuff like that. And they're uh -huh. like, no, like I was like, I don't want to do an unboxing video on YouTube. That's not my channel. Like it's not good for them. It's not good for me. And, you know, and so I went, went back and kind of said, this is what I'm comfortable doing. And they said, yes, right away. You know, so it's, um, and then they sent me over the contract and it was a horribly written contract. And I was like, there's like, there is so, there's so much ambiguity in this. Like, I'm not comfortable signing this. Like, if you make these changes, I'll sign it, send it back to them. They said, that's absolutely fine. And then 
uh, and then I heard nothing and they ghosted me and then today it showed up. So I never signed the contract, but, um, but yeah, yeah but it is funny. I mean, it, I will say that it's any advice be just from my one experience is that it's okay to, to, you know, don't feel like you're going to miss out on the opportunity. And if you do miss out on the opportunity, you probably don't want to be in that opportunity oh, because it, like, it, it, yeah. So well, let's it, talk it's, about it's funny the, even just there was a guy who was emailing yeah. me and saying he would give me large sums of cash <laughs> to spot if you, if to talk you, about uh, his product yeah and he's a prince in uh yeah no Nigeria. It's, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the company the company was grillaholics and oh, I, really? I don't know who they are i've never heard of them before but like the, it's a spam or not a spam but maybe it is spam i marked it as spam finally but he uh their marketing team, whatever, was sending me these emails and it'd be like, we'll pay you money to talk about us. Here's all the shows we've been on, you know, Food Network and Rachel Ray and all this stuff. And I ignore, ignore. And then I was talking to Sean. I was like, I'm just going to reply to this because I keep getting the email. Clearly, it's just a mass email. I'm just going to tell him like, you know, give me like a couple grand or something and I'll, I'll sponsor your product. Well, I did that. <laughs> And never heard anything. But then I got a new like mass email from them and they changed it from we'll pay you money to talk about our product to we'll pay you large sums of cash to talk about our product. <laughs> You're like, all right, now I'm not, you got me now. I'm right. <laughs> I like large sums. Yeah. I responded to that one too with basically the same email and I got the same email back. So I marked them as spam. I'm like clearly they don't care. <laughs> Why, what is a Benuato says, and then this is kind of different, but he's like, whenever he doesn't want to work with a brand, but they keep like hounding him, he's like, I give them the go away price. Uh -huh. And like, and uh, if, if they, if they're willing to pay that go away price, then I'll do it because it's a stupid yeah. money. Right. So, yeah. yeah, that's funny. So Sean, what have you been working on? Yeah. What have you been working on? Um, I'm actually making a charcuterie board. Uh, I just picked up the lumber for it yesterday. So uh, I got called out, Jake, in our Facebook group. Somehow some conversation happened about um, tips on making cutting boards. And I said, you know what? Uh -huh. I've never made a cutting board. And uh, apparently that means I'm not a woodworker or I'm a, I'm a poser pretty much. So <laughs> I'm trying to redeem myself here by making a charcuterie board. Um, it's probably... <laughs> Honestly, awesome. probably the easiest project I've ever done. It's <laughs> cut it out, sand it up, and oil it up, right? Exactly. Yeah. It, now it, you're a real woodworker. Look at that. Just like that. Sean, it's, it's so funny you say that, Sean, because uh, I, over, I think in December, I made a belt, a leather belt. And like, I never, I've been doing leather work for probably two years, and I never made a belt. And like, everyone's just like, Oh, wow, you made the, like, that's the first project any leather worker ever does. And you made it like after two years, I was like, yep, I've been basically a faker <laughs> up until now. Now I'm officially, I guess, a leather worker because I made a belt, but it's, it's funny because it's, like, it's the same kind of thing, right? Well, congratulations. <laughs> um, so I actually have some leather questions for you. Awesome. So um, that's something I've been wanting to get into for a long time. Just never actually pulled the trigger. Um until last week. So um, I got a couple things from Weaver, got one of their starter kits and plus a couple other awesome. accessories to uh, go with it. But I've got a specific project in mind. 
Okay. Um, so I've got a wooden mallet that I did. It's a nice fancy maple and walnut. So I want to put a, like a leather grip on the handle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so the material I have, um, and that this is just for fun. I don't care how it turns out, but so my wife's an interior designer and she gets just stacks and stacks of these leather sample books or fabric sample books. So when it comes to the leather, she pulls out of the ones that she knows she'll never use and, and just gives them to me and I can do whatever I want with them. Awesome. I've got a stack of five by seven upholstery leather samples. Um, so that's the material. It's not very rigid at all, right? Because it's yeah, made to be upholstery long leather is probably pretty thin. Mm-hmm. No, I okay. wouldn't say it's it's suede, but it, I mean it still has that sheen yeah. that a top grain leather would have. Um, so one of my biggest questions is: is I know you've wrapped like your Exacto and some things like that. How do you do the sizing? Because because will the leather stretch as you start to stitch? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is a little bit tricky and it's a little bit, sometimes it's a little bit trial and error. Um, what I will say, so most of what I use is three to three, three and a half ounce leather. And that's Mm -hmm. like the thickness. Um, but it also depends on the type of leather and how, like, you know, how much it stretches. So a lot of times from, uh, what I know, which is not a lot, but what I know is that upholstery leather is probably very thin, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, and that there's nothing like it that can still make a really good hand uh, wrap, but it'll probably stretch a little bit more, and um, and it's probably pretty thin. So the thing that uh, the the tricky part with leather, is, or when you're trying to wrap something, is figuring out the the thickness of the leather. Obviously, makes the the width different. So like, I I I make a lot of templates with cardstock. So here, uh, let me, yeah, let me back up. So I o- almost always use cardstock to make templates for whatever I'm doing, just because it's easier to throw out a piece of cardstock than throw out a piece of leather, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so working with three and a half, or three to three and a half ounce leather, what I have found is um, if I make the template out of the cardstock and then add like a quarter inch to that so like if it, you know whatever it's if it's two inches and i add a quarter inch to that that basically get, pretty much gets really really close to the to compensating for the thickness of the leather when you wrap it does that make sense okay yeah yeah definitely um and and it's usually slightly bigger so like it like if anything either it's a really good fit or it's slightly bigger and it allows me to just slice off just a slight really really tiny bit and then it's a good fit. Um, but I haven't worked a lot with upholstery leather, so it's probably it's probably it's probably close to you know an eighth than a quarter. If you're right. if you're going to mm-hmm. wrap something, mm-hmm. um, I also imagine it probably will stretch a little bit more. So what I always try to do is I creep up on it, just like creeping up on a measurement with woodworking. Right, mm-hmm. is get it close and then creep up on it. And what I would like, what I try to do to get a really tight fit where you don't need adhesive or anything like that, just the stitching alone will keep it really, really tight is I want the two edges to just barely, like, I, I, I want to be able to push them together with my thumbs and have them barely touch. If I do okay. that and then stitch them together, the stitching will make it tight enough to, you know, to give that really, really tight fit. So regardless of the leather, even if I don't use a template, I mean, you, you probably don't even need to use a template 
if you get it close and then kind of creep up on it and just have it the edges barely barely touch and probably the thinner it is um i'd probably say you want you know you, you don't want it to you know, want it even maybe even a little a little less than touching mm-hmm. just because it's going to stretch a little bit more if that makes sense yeah definitely do you think um when i punch it to punch the stitching holes do you think those do you think it's too thin and those may elongate as i it do might it's it's i mean it's tough to know without seeing the leather um mm-hmm. i but you know i mean if you look at like car steering steering wheels that's upholstery leather that's and true. and they're doing you know they're doing a the corset stitch and that's what's bringing it pulling it tight i mean i would recommend the corset stitch mm-hmm. um to, because that is that's the one that like uh you know, I've done the, you know, I, I've do the baseball stitch sometimes and stuff like that, but the corset stitch is the one that gets it really, really tight. So mm-hmm. I'd recommend the corset stitch and yeah, I mean, it should be fine. It's, you know, as long as it's not so thin that it's just going to rip. I mean, that's, that would be the issue. If it doesn't rip, then it probably will be fine. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm super, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm super psyched to hear that you're getting, you're thinking about getting into leather work. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's been something I've wanted to try for a long time. Um, and like I've been watching your stuff and, you know, when Duresta does a leather video, like I'm just as dialed in as if right. he's doing metal or wood. It's like, oh yeah, great leather. Let's see it. Well, um, I think that that's what people, I mean, there's a whole class of people that, that think of leather work as wallets and belts. Right. And, and mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, I obviously do a fair amount of that. Um, but that's one of the things that I've always strived to do because I stumbled into leather work. I wasn't like, I didn't come into it thinking I want to do leather work. I kind of stumbled into it because of my small shop and all those things. And it's such a, it is a really versatile medium that can, you can apply to anything else you're doing. And that's why I've always loved about it. Um, so to your point, even if you're just wrapping a handle of a mallet, you're a woodworker and you make you're making mallets. It's another tool, you know, it's another tool in your toolbox um, mm-hmm. to kind of add, add a little something extra or add an element, you know? So that's what, in uh, your point, that's how, and that's how I always saw Jimmy using it is it wasn't like that was his, his go-to thing. It was kind of, uh, more complementary to the other projects he was doing or a side thing, or, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a fun medium that can, you can use to, uh, and incorporate into your other, kind of more, you know, traditional things like woodworking. Yeah. Right. That's what I did with the, uh, the guitar hangers that I built. Yeah. Um, I had kind of these big plans to do a lot more leather stuff and then I built two little tubes, but (laughs) (laughs) I I have the gear. It's ready to go. I just, just got to dive into the next project, which I've got some ideas for besides more guitar hangers. I still have to make, I think four more. (laughs) uh hangers and then then I for your like, guitars yeah yeah i i think i have um the most guitars for someone who doesn't really play guitar oh i uh well <laughs> we'll have to compare notes because i am also in that camp i have way more guitars oh oh right yeah you did you said you built a few or something yeah like that's actually them. how i got that's i mean not how i got into it but that's what kind of sparked my passion uh, for making and kind of got me back into this whole thing. But yes, I have way too many guitars for my caliber of 
ability Uh and and for the amount that i play i mean i rarely play now just because i don't know i'm just one of those people that has too many i like how i think guitars look cool well exactly yes i think they look cool i think they are cool and i want all of them but you know what i don't think like (laughs) are guitar hangers because the guitar hangers on the market are ugly they really are there's really very few like commercial guitar hangers that look decent at all yeah it's terrible right it's terrible yeah that's been on my list forever to make my make some guitar hangers replacements for my office because i have i have four guitars on my wall and i like i love my guitars and then i look at the hangers and they're like plastic Mm -hmm. and like that foam they just are ugly Yeah. yeah yeah that's why i was a little disappointed um I mean, whatever. It, it is what it is, how, how a video performs, right? But I was I was looking at the my design for it where I used the you know nice wood back and mm-hmm. metal pipe and the leather. I was like, this this looks this, like this at looks... least the idea will be good. If if everyone hates the video, that's fine. But come on, people gotta be more interested in this than everyone. Everyone else on YouTube was like grabbing one of those um those like Y hooks, mm-hmm. rubberized like hooks and just stick them into a piece of wood they're like there you go here's a guitar hanger that's don't do that <laughs> no yeah you can no, do I, better. I hear you. Can i do i think better. the more excited you are about a video the less it's going to perform that's 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 my new yeah also I, if you yeah. get it sponsored it's guaranteed to do oh, poorly, yeah. which yeah. was that video so oh I really well it wasn't really i mean i guess it was sponsored they gave me free boots yeah company gave me these free boots in exchange to make a video and like do an placement for it i was like okay cool and we like you said we did some back and forth because I, they wanted a lot and i just was like uh you realize i have like a thousand subscribers right <laughs> um and i feel like they didn't care or no but yeah i did that and it was like my worst performing video at that up to that point <laughs> Yep. Yeah. It's, like, I, I, I swear, like I said, it's the, the more excited you are about a video, the worse it's going to perform. That's but yeah. I sent them all. They asked for all the stats like after two weeks and I sent that all and they're like, thanks for sending this. Never heard from them again. After yeah. That. Right. <laughs> Someone over there got, got a talking to by their manager. I'm sure they're like, yeah, you exactly. $600 in boots to Ooh. <laughs> for, for what <laughs> um but but sean uh i uh, i watched your video of the you making the ukulele the Stuart mac ukulele mm-hmm. i've made yeah. that i made that exact same kit oh that's so it, awesome it's i have it in my in my office it's on the wall um but i love the fact that you made it with your son like, that's super special yeah that was super fun we had a great time doing it they, um, they have really good kits, though. I, I will give it. They do. I mean, from my experience, they, uh, well, as you talked about in the video, I mean, it's, you don't need, like, you. when I made that, I was still in my one-bedroom condo with the little Black & Decker bench that I'm recording on right now, mm-hmm. um, and I had a glass-top dining room table, which is, like, the dumbest work <laughs> workshop ever, um, but, and I still made that ukulele, and so it's, it's they are it is a really good kit that basically gives you almost everything you need to make make it yeah i mean you know they they that's what they do is you know luther right. materials and everything so i i thought it would be a decent kit 
Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm not an expert luthier, but yeah, as soon as I got it and once we were finished, I was like, this, this feels really good. Like this doesn't seem like a chintzy little thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was super fun and having my my son do the the VO with me for the video. Yeah. He was, <laughs> he was like he was way better at it than I. I feel like I am. Like he was like a natural. I felt. Like. I know, I know. Yeah, and he's a he's kind of a natural talker. He's a uh-huh. that you know extrovert personality. But so I almost just had to just press record and say, okay, <laughs> what do we do here? Do your thing right. and then let him go. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I like um, how he was like wanted to go outside or whatever halfway through it's like i'm gonna go do something else <laughs> yeah i'm bored yeah, the dead blow mallet you want to take yeah, the yeah. dead blow mallet and smash oh, tree yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so ethan can you tell us what make 48 is and what your involvement is with it yeah def- absolutely so well i'll do my best at explaining what it is uh so make 48 <clears throat> um I don't know how they started, but basically what Make 48 is, it's a um, it's a company, but they put on 48-hour uh, invention competitions. And what they tr- what they do is they you know, they go into well, the, the most recent iteration of it are are the city challenges. And so what they do is they go to a city and they find a maker, they partner with a makerspace, like a, you know, a nice really nice high-end makerspace that has all the kind of everything you you know all the tools and that is the home for this 48 hour invention competition and they uh they get teams and so the one that i was a part of and i think they're all all the city challengers are eight they have eight teams that come in and um they're given 48 hours to invent well let me back up so the each city challenge has a theme a very mm-hmm. kind of broad theme to begin with. And so mm-hmm. the one that I was a part of was outdoor lifestyle. And so the, the eight teams, um, which can be, you know, college students, high school students, it can be, uh, there, there's a, a, a team of three, uh, that were all members of a local synagogue. Like it's, it can be anybody, um, can, can, you know, audition and sign up to be part of these challenges and these teams come in and they're get, they know about the broad uh theme which is outdoor lifestyle but they don't know any of the specifics and so they get there and you know right before uh the 48 hours start they're given way more details about what you know the specifics of what the challenge is hmm. and uh, make 48 partners with a main sponsor um so for the one i did was stanley black and decker and Stanley Black and Decker is the sponsor for this event, and the teams are creating inventions that potentially could be, you know, uh, purchased and uh, funded by the the sponsor, Stanley Black and Decker. And so the outdoor lifestyle was there was a couple of different categories for the one I did. It was um, outdoor audio. I'm gonna get these wrong, but outdoor audio, d- different themes about different categories of what the product could be focused mm-hmm. around. And so once they're giving all those specifics, the clock starts, they're given 48 hours to brainstorm, uh, you know, prototype, make the prototype, and then pitch that invention to a panel of judges and the two winning teams move on to nationals. Um, and so it's, it's, it is a whirlwind. I mean, I can't even tell you mm-hmm. it's, it's, 
the, that 48 hours is <laughs> exhausting even for and i'll get to m- what my role was but i can't even imagine being on those teams be, wh- being so passionate or whatever um but at the end of the day you know the the kicker for stanley for these teams and stanley black and decker is that black and De- stanley black and decker has the rights or whatever to kind of take this uh, take this product to market if they want to. Um, and if not, I think there's a window of time or whatever, and the teams can take it, then take it to, you know, so it's a legit invention competition. And through that process, cool. through the 48 hours, they meet with patent attorneys. So they bring in patent attorneys to make sure that these are viable products that, mm-hmm. that they actually could bring to market. Uh, they meet with uh, pitch, you know, uh, pitch coaches on how to pitch these uh, prototypes and inventions to the panel of judges, it's 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 a really really cool experience. I'll it put sounds it that way. like the coolest nightmare ever. It, it is. It's exactly it. That's exactly a great way of putting it. It's it's, but it's amazing what I mean. So the like I said, the event that I went to, the age ranges of the people on these teams was probably about like sixteen to maybe like. 65 70 i mean wow. it was a huge spectrum of age range experiences um like there's engineers they're just hobbyists it's it was just kind of a crazy spectrum of people um but that brings me to what my role was or what uh you know my me and the other people in my space were so the what they do which is kind of unique and actually i think a really really smart idea is because of that wide range of experiences and background and all those and skill sets and everything like that, what they do to keep the playing field level is they bring in a, a group of tool techs. So I was, a, I was one of the tool techs, but they bring in these tool techs. And so we make the, the prototypes that they design. Um, and so the tool techs have all a huge range of skill sets. So there's people that are really uh, experienced in, you know, uh, digital fabrication, right? Mm-hmm. So 3D mm-hmm. printing, laser cutting, um, you know, 3D design, all those types of things. Uh, there's metal workers, uh, metal fabricators. There is, you know, super high-end, you know, woodworking, woodworkers and stuff like that. There's textile uh, people, you know, for fabrics and creating, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know where I fit in on that, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but uh, but is basically they have a tool tech for everything that you could possibly utilize in that maker space. Right. And so the teams come with you to their design. They're actually not allowed to make the things. Okay, themselves. that was they my next question: was yeah. are they allowed to do anything, or, or their I mean, job is yeah, to design? The day, yeah, you have to make the thing. Okay, I th- I think I mean they're allowed to they're they are allowed to do any of the like digital uh design and stuff like that so fusion 360 right. that type of stuff they're allowed to do that kind of stuff but when it comes to the physical making uh they're not allowed to and again there's a little bit of a safety part of that but sure. it's also to level out the playing field because you right. could have a group of en- like a group of engineers and super high-end you know, experienced fabricators that can make a really really nice prototype that that's going to be an unfair advantage to the group of people that are just really have a really really great idea and concept, but mm-hmm. don't know ha- don't have the skill set or background to be able to create you know build that prototype. Right, that's so, a cool idea. Very yeah, cool. it's it's it was really really cool. I mean, I um, again, I I went into it. I can do a lot of things okay, 
you know, so like I can do woodworking <laughs> stuff. Um, and you know, but there, there's, there's someone always there, someone that could do it better than me. So I, I don't know what I really brought to it other than just really being supportive and, you know, <laughs> and I can sand so well. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm really good at sanding. Pro so. sander over here. Yeah, I'm a pro sander. Right. Um, but, you hey, know, I, also honestly, though, but, I think, I think that's most people. I don't, yeah. I think people have said this already, but I, I think all of us, there's always something else that someone could do better than what we're able to do or what we think we specialize in. Right. And uh, so I said it is interesting um, to be kind of introspective on that. And well, you know, it's it, and you could take it as I I could have you could be discouraged by it to be honest. But I actually took it as like really motivating. I was, I was like I I walked away from it being like there's people that know so much more than like yeah I want I want to learn more. I want to I want to be better at what I'm doing mm-hmm. and. So it, to me, it was a really like inspiring thing to be working side by side with these people that know so much more than I do. Uh, it, was re- it was really, really fun. So it was exhausting, though. I mean, it was work. It was I mean, you're you're, you're there until midnight, 2 a.m. sometime, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you need to be. So yep. but yeah, so it's a re- it was a really cool experience. Um, and then, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'm being long winded, but the the two top the two top teams from every city go on to nationals which is going to be um at the end of march in kansas or wichita kansas so all the top two teams from all the city challenges will be at the nationals event in the end of march i'm hoping to be able to go to that um we'll see i'm still we're still working out all the details um but i'm i'm hopefully going to go to uh go to that and that is actually filmed for pbs so that will be you know, they have, I think it's, I think it's a multi episode series on PBS, um, where, so it'll be much more flushed out and much more in detail than the kind of city challenges, which are like a half hour episode, uh, for like YouTube and stuff. So, right. Well, they are syndicating it on the, um, the new, this old house maker channel. Yes. Yeah. They they just made the connection. Yeah. They're, Mm -hmm. uh, they're teamed up with them, which is awesome. Um, so I, I sensed a little humility there and saying, you know, everyone there is better at something than you, but no one could have topped the trophy the way you did. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, I pre- yes. Thank you. Tell, I appreciate tell that. Us what happened there. Yeah. So, um, well, as I've alluded to earlier, one of what I, I, I'm known for leather work now. I never really planned on that, but, um, but one of my things is kind of become the unnecessary leather, um, <laughs> which is just, you know, it's a, it's a fun way of tongue in cheek, kind of tongue in cheek way of, of making things out of leather that are silly. A lot of times truly unnecessary. Um, <laughs> like but the, the motivation behind that unnecessary leather is again, like I was saying earlier is I think there is this, sometimes there's this perception that leather work is a certain thing. It's a high end kind of like very, polished type of thing. And I don't think leather needs to be that. I think it's, it has a lot of applications beyond that, you know, beyond that and, and can be incorporated into a lot of different projects and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. the unnecessary leather uh, kind of tongue in cheek thing that I do is more to just kind of break down that barrier. Well, I hope is to break down that barrier and to show that it's a, it's a really easy medium to get into both from a skill set and kind of a cost. I mean, it's not a super expensive uh, medium to get into, right? You don't have to buy a 
table saw, you know? Um, so, so through that though, has come this kind of fun, playful thing, hopefully, uh, with Leatherworks. So the make 48, uh, has one of their kind of logo or whatever has, uh, this airplane is kind of their signature, um, signature kind of part of their logo. And so leading up to the event, not prompted by them or whatever, but I made a leather quote unquote leather paper airplane, um, modeled after their logo. And it was just because I wanted to have fun. You know, I, it, was, yeah. it was completely, it, it is truly the most, un, maybe the most unnecessary thing I've ever made out of leather. I don't know. Um, you made a leather uh, switch, wall switch cover. Yeah, that's actually, and that's in this room, actually. It's right over there. Um, but that, yeah, that might be the the second or or first. Yeah, they, they're probably uh, back and back to most <laughs> unnecessary things ever. Um, but yeah, so I made a leather uh, paper airplane with some stitching and stuff like that. So you can see it. And mm-hmm. it was kind of just my way of like having some fun while I was going to the event and everything like that. So I posted that the make 48 people loved it. And they're like, you should probably bring some leather to the event. And I was like, of course. Um, and so we got there and one of the, one of the fun parts about this is um, in addition to all the tool techs helping out the teams, there's a lot of, as you can imagine, there's a lot of downtime for the tool techs because they're prototyping or designing, brainstorming, all that stuff. So one of the uh, things that they, the Make 48 team challenges the tool techs with is coming up with the trophy for the winning team. Hmm. And one of the things, so what we, so the group of tool techs that I was working with, which was an amazing group, um, we kind of all decided, it was like, we all have these, you know, very different but complementary skills and we all work with different mediums and stuff like that. Let's try to incorporate all of those different mediums into into the trophy, you know, to kind of represent the tool tech team. Right. And that's what we did. So, um, so we had some CNCing, um, we had some traditional uh, woodworking, we had some amazing metal fabrication. Uh, we had some, I think we had some epoxy, we had some just painting, we had everything. And then as the topper, was I made a much larger <laughs> version of the leather airplane that uh-huh. uh, that was the topper for the trophy, and it was it was quite an honor. I mean, I won't lie; I was I was pretty excited to uh, to be you know I was honored that that the leather work was on the top, um, right. and 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 the teams loved it. The the we we the tool techs we all loved the trophy. Um, we think it's the best one, but. Actually, all the city, all the city challenges actually had amazing trophies. It's it, it is a fun thing to see the tool techs that all are very creative and have a whole bunch of skills skill sets kind of come together to create a trophy. It's it's kind of fun. It's really really cool. So right, that is awesome. Yeah, it looked great. It was super cool. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I was just looking at your Instagram at unnecessary leather things, and uh, you have a, a tool belt for maker pipe tools mm, mm-hmm. i just got some maker pipe parts oh yeah so i gotta make myself something cool including one of these little belts <laughs> so um yeah so actually maker pipe sponsored me for that that event and um mm-hmm. and they were actually came to it so that's why i made that yeah made the little holster for uh the conduit pipe cutter um yeah. So what what are you gonna? Did you have a plan for the maker? Uh, maker um, pipe I've or? got a couple ideas. I want to do something. 
I was looking at uh, a lot of the projects that people make with that, and it's shelving, you know, mm-hmm. like a cart, which I'll probably end up making a cart. But I was trying to think of something that's like a, l- a little more out of the box. Yeah. Um, almost trying to think of it like a wood replacement, almost. Like, what, yeah. what would I build out of wood that I could build out of maker pipe faster or, or differently or something like that? So. I've got some ideas rolling around. One would be like a wood rolling wood storage cart. Oh yeah. Um, but I really want to combine it with like 3d printing, print some parts for that. Um, I need to make, I need a place to store my new laser. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and so I might build something out of it for that too. Are you thinking some kind of way to like, um, uh... House yeah, it? like an enclosure slash okay. cart. Um, hmm. Well, that actually have me thinking. Yeah, right. Um, I need to vent it outside too. Like I said, yeah. I smoked out the garage. So I was thinking, yeah, if I oh, made a cool a... cart that kind of enclosed it, that might be kind of cool. But are you in? Are you in? Uh, and you don't have to. We don't have to, we can cut this out. Um, but are you in contact with them at all? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah, Jake over there, right? Yeah, Jake, they're. All, I mean, they're just phenomenal. Yeah, people they've they're they've been so supportive. Like it's been, it's they've been the most amazing people company I've ever worked with. So yeah, that's yeah. why that's why I reached out. Well, they reached out to me, and that's why I responded really because yeah, yeah. I've you know I've heard you say good things about them. I've heard good things about them, and um, so yeah, when they reached out, I was like, well, I'm gonna try and find a way to make this work because they just seem like it'd be cool to deal with these people so well and i think one of the things that they to your point and i think the nuts and bolts of what their product is is exactly what you're saying like shelving and like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of like really functional applications for their products i think um and and that's great and i think that's actually probably where you know that's the purpose of their products overall is like a really good way of making uh really uh, structurally sound, inex- uh, reasonably priced products or whatever. Right. But I think what gets people, but that's, in my opinion, that doesn't get noticed as much, right? Yeah, as, well, that's what I meant when yeah. I was looking through kind of their gallery and, and poking around. Yeah, it's just shelving. And like, okay, I got to make something cooler. So yeah, I'll probably end up making, I mean, no matter what, it's, it's a shelf or it's a cart. Like that's just right. A, a workbench is a shelf. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's that unless you make something like a cool geodesic dome um, for eating outside in the winter or something. Right. Which I considered, but uh, I don't know. That's That might be getting a little out there. So yeah, I'm thinking about some cool, some sort of cool cart, but it's definitely very, very cool stuff. And they're very cool people. Yeah. They're, they're, well, Again, I made a an infinity cube light fixture using their their oh you're right connectors right. I was and browsing like, back for that they like, were they were super excited about that. that I mean that's like the most ridiculous thing yeah ever to use their products for and they were <laughs> they were so super supportive of it and um, excited about it and yeah they're they're just really really great people they, it was just so much uh, I met him well I met him at WorkbenchCon in 2020. Um, and that's where we met and then we did a couple projects and then they sponsored me for the make 48 
event mm-hmm. in Hartford. And then they came there. And so we got to like hang out and actually uh, we made a backdrop for the closing ceremony stage oh, right, together. Right. And it was just, but well, one, they're just great, great people um, that are super passionate about uh, what they do and what they make. And that's mm-hmm. really nice. And it's, and they're just really supportive of, you know, whatever crazy ideas we have, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to have that. They just see, they, they understand the value that that right. can also bring though, of, of letting the, letting makers make. That, that actually kind of threw me off a little bit when I got back with, with Jake, we had a phone call and I like had kind of prepped ahead of time. Cause I'm like, I, I want to make something work with these guys. So I had a bunch of ideas written down and, um, my dad sent me like 400 ideas. I was like, I need something out of the box. He's like, okay, I'll be right back. And he texted me like 400 ideas huge later. thing. I was like, <laughs> okay, thanks dad. Um, but yeah, I talking to him, I kind of mentioned some of that and he's like, Oh, just, you just make something cool where you, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, oh, okay. Great. They're, they're the example um, of what I really wish all brands understood where it's it's a little bit of well i mean there there's there's uh you know there's a range of this but or there's whatever but um brands need to understand that we understand our audience or we understand what is going to resonate with the people that are interested in what we are doing mm-hmm. and that's exactly what maker pipe does and that's exactly what like total i think total boat does that is really good about that yeah. as well they kind of just get the fact that like, all right, we might not get it, but like they know that they know what is going to resonate with the people that are interested in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And the brands that get that, I think are are the ones that are going to be, that are most successful in social media and in these platforms. Right. Um, they're, they're more interesting too. Like, yeah, I guess at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I don't know what that looks like compared to the other guys, but um, they're definitely more interesting and they just seem more right. fun because they're part of this community. And uh, yeah. I think that just, that makes for a better product. Uh, I don't know if it makes for a better profits, but it makes for a more interesting company that I'd be more interested in you know, buying something from or hanging out with, I guess. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, I don't know what the ROI is for these companies. Right. So like there's, I'm, there's a lot of things that I don't understand from the, the other side of the, the, the business side of it, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, it is way more fun. Right. At least that for sure. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked that you're, uh, you're working with them and, um, yeah, but that actually really does have me thinking of some kind of like enclosure with some kind of built-in fan or something. That would be yeah, that'd be cool. Also, yeah. I'll probably use it for um, some track on the ceiling track for like lights and cameras and stuff. I've had that, yeah, that would be I've, awesome. And I started I've playing that. Thought out about that there. as well, and uh, that would be super. It, I mean, it lends itself so well it's to perfect that. that it'd be a terrible yeah. video but it would be yeah. great for making a video yeah exactly right <laughs> it doesn't yeah, I was thinking that exact same, very well that same thing it's funny we kind of all thought of that of, uh-huh. oh i could do some sweet lighting in my uh my shop with this some <laughs> yeah. overhead shots and some lighting yeah exactly yeah. yeah get those sweet studio lights all set up and i think actually i think uh i think bill that i keep talking about nick but uh bill that bill he just uh I think he did that 
uh, with maker pipes, yeah, like an overhead shot sort of or a camera rig. thing. Yeah. I think he did. I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I think again. with his laser, he, like he was using it as an overhead camera rig for videoing uh, the multiple laser machines that he, he now has. Okay. Maybe I was thinking something different. I'll go check out uh, his stuff. I see his stuff on Instagram, but I never see it on YouTube. So he's actually much, I think he's much bigger and, and, uh, more predominant on, on YouTube actually. Yeah. Well, Google says that, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to watch his stuff. So <laughs> what do you do? Mm-hmm. You watch whoever they say. Exactly. <laughs> All so right. Sean, what's up? What, what do you got next coming up? Like, what are you, so you're interested in the leather, but like what, what other, do you have any big projects coming up or? Um, actually I could, I should probably back up to tell you kind of how, what inspired all this is, um, several years ago, um, my mom got into a, uh, a like a rental purse program thing. Rental purse? <laughs> Yes. And when she told me about it, I'm like, man, that is brilliant. So anyways, she would like every month, she would have a different, like very expensive purse, but she was renting it. And so she would ship it back and she would pick a new one and they would pick her new one. She's basically a purse subscription, you know, everything subscription these days. Yeah. Crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, And I was, some of these bags, I was just, just fascinated. I'm like, man, just the craftsmanship on this thing is unbelievable, you know? Um, and it just seemed like some of them were, you know, the difference between a, a very soft flimsy leather and one that's really rigid, like you do out of a tool bag, you know, something yep. like that. And some of her bags were like that. Like she set it down and it was like a, a nice clunk to it when it hit the table <laughs> and it would stand up straight. It wouldn't like just flop down. Like it's like it's cheap fabric. And I just saw that and I'm like, wow, that's, that's so I just love the craftsmanship and all the, the, the cool buckles and rivets and everything. Um, and that's been, gosh, probably half a decade or more. So that's kind of where, you know, that's always been an inspiration because I feel like, it, you know, at that point, a handbag is, it's, it's so much more than just utilitarian. You right. know, there's so much, um, you know, design and art and, and a fashion sense that goes with it. So you know, I don't know if that's something I would like to attempt one day, but that's definitely where the inspiration came from, I think. Um, oh, I totally get that. And then at the same time, like, I mean, you, you, this is what you are doing exactly, I think, is you have this new tool in your arsenal. So it's kind of like when you you tell a surgeon, like, I've got this spot on my shoulder. and Well, I'm a surgeon. I'm going to cut it off, right? Right. So you're a leather worker. You're going to try and figure out how to, you know, patch it with leather, you know? Yeah. And I'm a, I, I have a CNC and I do wood, so I'm going to try to make something on the CNC for it, right? So, you know, just that same concept of what you were talking about. Like, you know, I want to be able to um, incorporate that in, in other things that I build. Um, yeah. You know, I love, like, a lot of the stuff you've done, mixing it in with the woodworking in certain certain ways. Um, just to add a different element to it. That's absolutely my favorite. I mean, that is my favorite thing to do with leather is incorporate into other like other projects incorporate Mm -hmm. into a woodworking project like to me i i enjoy the the wallets i enjoy the belts you know all that kind of stuff but my favorite kind of thing is exactly that is like incorporating it into a traditional woodworking project 
that to me that's that's the home run yeah 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 because it's um i don't know it's, it's like a next level you know yeah because yeah, it's, it's more than just woodworking like you can't like there's millions of woodworkers out there that can see your project like that and they can say oh i can do all of that except the leather like that's next level you know i don't know how to right. do that um so yeah i mean and i think i think you also do a great job of what we were talking about earlier to bring in a sense of whimsy to leather Right, because it's always kind of been a um, like an elevated material, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, not everyone has a leather jacket or a leather purse or you know leather pajamas, like me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they're a little stiff. But yeah. But when um, you know, if you can take something like that and then incorporate so much, you know, whimsy with it, like you do with the the I love the uh, the minivan you did for the we built a thing. Oh yeah. Just, you know, silly stuff like that. Like, like, why not? You know? Right. So that's super fun. Well, I really appreciate that. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. No, but I think that's super exciting. I, I think you're right though. I think that's, it, it I, I completely understand what you're saying when you see like, uh, high end purses and stuff like that, you realize that there is such a craftsmanship to it. And it is one of those things that it's just any, any time that you, really start to understand what goes into something mm-hmm. regardless of the medium or whatever you have an appreciation for it. Um, and I don't know if Jake, I don't know if we talked about this when we're talking about, we're talking about guitars, but I, that was part of what, so I took a class on how to build a, an a, a acoustic guitar and uh-huh. it was, it was, it was a kit, but it was like a, I mean, it was a very, very yeah. rustic kit, but I, it was, but it, I took a, class from someone and they taught me how to do it. and the craft like understanding what goes into building a an acoustic guitar made me so like that got me back into music because it made me so passionate about like how much there's there's so much that goes into a guitar to make the guitar sound this way right. and that made gave me a, a much bigger appreciation for the music and it just kind of sparked this double-edged sword of ma- like the craftsmanship that goes into a guitar and also at the same time, the craftsmanship that goes into making music. And it was just kind of a, that was, that was the light bulb that can't kind of took me over and, and made me really passionate about these types of things. So I understand what you're saying, where it's like, you can get inspired by just the craftsmanship that you see in front of you makes mm-hmm. you want to wants makes you want to create and wants you makes you want to get better at other thing other mm-hmm. skills right yeah i can totally relate to that um because yeah like like we we're talking about with the guitar thing that's actually why i should probably build more guitars because when i built that guitar for the video um i i got the the fender app and everything and got back to playing like daily and i did that right. for for months and then the video went out and i quit playing but um <laughs> So I gotta start building this other this other kit I have back here. Get that done. Do you know? All right, you don't have to say. Do you what? Is it electric or? It's the same one. Um, oh, okay. Yeah the they sent me the wrong when I bought that kit. I, I bought it outright, so because I wanted to do it as a video, and um, ordered it, got it, and it was the wrong one. Um, I ordered a uh, Les Paul semi-hollow body they sent me the solid body and 
So long story short, when I emailed them back to like get it all figured out, they like ghosted me, but then they sent me the new one and they wanted me to fill out this paperwork to send the old one back. And, but, but I did, and they just didn't ever send me a shipping label. Like it's super weird. (laughs) Then finally, like after the video is about to come out, their marketing team reaches out and they're like, Hey, you want to just make a video about that thing? And like, really? (laughs) We could, have, we could have talked about this like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Anyway, so I have another one. It's basically the same guitar, um, but that's fine. So it's a Les Paul Salabali? Yep. Yep. I, so that's, I have not, I have a Etsy. I think I talked about this one. I have, I've had a, one off of Etsy and it's like, it's, it's a pretty horrible kit. Like there's a lot of work I need to do to correct, correct some things. And that's part of probably why I've, not done it but i've had it for probably four years and i just i need to yeah the this gets fine um we talked about some of the issues with the glue squeeze yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah yeah i don't know that a better kit would not have that though yeah right i think this that, seems like it can happen and you just have people on assembly line eyeballing it and they're like i don't see any glue <laughs> i certainly didn't so so that's fine but yeah i'd like to build i want to build like um um, some more semi-hollow stuff. I really like that design. Maybe like I a 335 too. or something. That's really... Super intimidates me, though, for some reason. I don't know why. But... I really wanted to build a 335. The only reason I didn't is because it was out of stock. So that's why I ah, ordered okay. the, the semi-hollow Les Paul and went through this whole thing. But I'll get a 335 soon. We'll do that for sure. I had to the, the whole wall of, of guitars. <laughs> All right. Well, you do that. I'm going to... This is sparked. I need to make my own guitar wall hanger. That's uh, I'm putting it down right now. That, that's going to be my thing in, this year. I'm going to do it because I've it. had design. I've had some designs in my head for a while, but I've just never done it. So all right, well go go check out the one I made. Uh, just, oh no, I, I, yeah, I love that one. Okay, yeah. There's the thing I liked about it, and I think it could be better for sure. But the thing I liked about it was the single screw through the center and then because it pivots it works for both um like three by three uh, tuning peg heads mm-hmm. or you know all six on one side like right i mean you like balances. the telecast the telecaster head stock versus like a just a traditional like acoustic headstock right you needed to be able to angle otherwise yeah otherwise yep. it'll tip yep. funny so yep I like the center screw and not many, no one else really did that. Yeah. Um, well, so I don't know if you think of a better way to make it super cool. I definitely want to see that video. Cause like right, I said, yeah. I have, no, I have a few more to it's, make. It's definitely been on my list for a long time and I just got to get to it, but <laughs> super fun. Uh, well guys, should we do some, uh, tools of the week? Let's do it. All right. Well, um, uh, <laughs> per, for the rules of because we make, uh, guest goes first. Even, oh, so. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I'm switching it up. You guys go first. No, that's, that's the deal. Yeah. All to. right. <laughs> all right. Um, well, all right. So my it it'll. Uh oh. Uh oh. We lost your audio, Ethan. We lost. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm back. Now you're back. All right. Rewind. Start Rewind. Again. All right. So, um, so you said I could do two. Thank you for that. Um, I, I still might do too, but um, but it's kind of a twofer. 
in okay. one. All right. So now, uh, if, if you guys saw my stories last night, um, my thing of the week or my tool of the week and also my maker of the week goes out to Andrew Richards of Andrew Richards Makes. Um, he, uh, well, first of all, he's an awesome guy. He's such a great like per, uh, community member, all those things. Um, but he just sent me this past weekend. So if you're, if you're familiar with leatherworking, um, edge burnishing is, is a thing, right? So, uh, and there's a lot of, and leather workers take a lot of pride in, uh, in edge burnishing. <laughs> and I never really understood that when I got started. Um, but it is one of those things that as I've gotten more and more into it, I kind of understand why like it's it's kind of like a, a a kind of a thing that shows your skill and kind of shows your your dedication to it and you went the extra little step you went the extra little yeah. ste- step right and um and and w- edge burnishing for anyone that doesn't know is basically like you when you have when you have a couple pieces of leather glued together or stitched together or whatever when you burnish them it basically kind of in these again any leather worker is going to be like you are talking out here <laughs> but it basically kind of melts the like if you have three leather three pieces of leather stitched together burnishing it kind of melts them together and creates like one kind of really smooth shiny clear edge if you're good at it um and it's not easy it's, it's not easy and there's a million if you look that up on on youtube if you search edge burnishing leather edge burnishing you'll get a probably a million different ways of this is the right way to do it it's one of those kind of things right (laughs) um but anyways so uh but i have really learned to appreciate the value in edge burnishing it's it, it is kind of like a very satisfying thing if you get really glossy kind of uh very smooth seamless edge to a wallet or something like that um it's really satisfying but it's very labor intensive so production uh, people that do a lot of like leather production stuff like they're producing uh bags or belts or whatever like that they have these uh uh, burnishing kind of systems which are are things that spin instead of doing it by hand they're they spin and they burnish the edge for you so these tools though are very very expensive not, not, I mean, not. We're not talking like thousands of dollars, but they're expensive for what da- they are. One million dollars. Yeah, one million dollars. Um, and so for someone like me that does not do a lot of you know high production work, it, they just don't make sense for me financially to invest yeah. in a tool like that. Uh, and that's and that's fine. It's not something that you know. It's not it doesn't put me at a disadvantage or whatever. Anyways, Andrew reached out to me and he said, "I have this. Uh, I I have a." extra bench grinder so just a bench grinder that you get at home depot you know like uh, for you know uh sharpening your tools or whatever air chisels or whatever uh which has like a spinning thing on each side on mm-hmm. both sides different kind of sharpness uh stones or whatever he's like can i make uh, i want to make you a burnishing system and so he converted a typical benchtop grinder into a burnishing system for me and one side is a sanding disc that spins. And then the other side is he hand, he, uh, hand made on, uh, on the lathe a burnishing attachment 
that attaches to this bench grinder that acts as a burnishing tool, um, <laughs> which it looks basically exactly like these high-end uh, burnishing mm-hmm. tools that you get at like from Tandy or Weaver or whatever. Uh-huh. But it, it anyways, so he made it for me. He sent it to me. It is the most amazing thing. I haven't used it yet to be fair, but, um, <laughs> but it is beautiful. The wood that he used, I mean, the, the burnishing attachment that he used, I don't know what wood he, I keep forgetting to ask him what wood he used, but it is, it's a piece of art, just this burnishing attachment by itself. And it's just something that I would never have been able to justify myself getting, you know, purchasing what, like the kind of official tool uh-huh. and he made it, which is just that much more special. Like I, it's way more special to have this tool than one of the quote unquote official tools anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, so I'm super touched um, and I'm super touched, but it's also just, it is going to be a huge like game changer to my workflow that I would not have been able to justify. But now that I have it, it's going to be really, really great. Um, so I'm super excited about it. I don't know if I gave that justice, but he, uh, <laughs> But I appreciate it. And he's a really, really great guy. He's uh, he's a huge supporter of podcasts, of this maker community. And so those are him and the the tool that he made me, which is the burnishing system, are my tools of the week. How about that? Nice. That's awesome. Awesome. Sean. All right. Up. Um, so I've been binge watching uh, Weaver Lee. Weaver Leathers uh, YouTube channel. They have tons of how-to content, and it goes back years. Um, Chuck Dorsett is hilarious and awesome. Yeah, he's amazing, right? <laughs> he's. Uh, I can't. I wish they could find someone with a little more passion. You know? <laughs> right, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's he's not passionate at all. Right? <laughs> no, no. It looks like he's just barely getting through these videos. Um, but yeah, they've got a ton of great how-to content on. Um, showcasing their tools and techniques on to build just all sorts of stuff. Um, so that's super cool. Um, I think it's going to be my only one this week. I'm only doing one this week. Jake, what do you got? <laughs> all right. Um, well, I, since I, I'm kind of like known for talking about small YouTube channels, uh, apparently, oh, even Ethan though designs, Ethan Carter designs, somehow Ethan Carter I never do. Um, so this channel, maybe you guys have never heard of uh, Ethan Carter designs. <laughs> um, happens to be the guy that's on this podcast uh, today. Um, I, I don't know if you guys caught on to that. Um, anyways, no, no. Uh, Ethan, you're, you already get a spot in, in the description here. I appreciate it. Appreciate okay. It. So no, um, there's this video. Uh, came out like a month or so ago now, um, but it's called I Spent 100 Days in the Metaverse by Ryan Trahan. The Metaverse. Yeah, he's like, he's a big, I think he has like eight or nine million subscribers or something crazy like that. Um, But he did this uh, video where he basically uh, wore the virtual reality goggles to hang out in the metaverse for a hundred days, the Facebook metaverse thing. And wow. his goal was to become the most famous person in all the metaverse, even more famous than Zuckerberg who has like a level 100. And so 
it just goes through like his his days of exploring this metaverse and meeting these very strange individuals who are also in the metaverse and it's it's very very interesting and there's this kind of a cool story that kind of tracks through the whole video super fun highly recommend the watch i don't know anything about about ryan trahan but that video was was great that's awesome i definitely want to check it out yeah it's it's just it's super weird i hadn't really looked into the metaverse before yeah i don't really know what it's all about it um it's basically just like a virtual reality world it's supposed to be a a, like uh, sims yeah but it's a digital digital replica of this world though so you can go to paris and walk around or new york and walk around or who knows wherever you just can go visit these places or you can play games you can meet people and it's all live all the time so i think everyone's online in the same place it's one world um yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. I don't know all the details, but I think it's it's kind of a replica if you've uh, seen the movie or read the book Ready Player One. Okay. I think yep. it's sort of in concept to that, uh, but maybe we're a little bit behind on some technology. <laughs> 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 but anyways, it seemed cool, and he like met this dude in the metaverse, and they got to become friends and stuff like that, and it's super fun. So it's yeah, like definitely. meeting people, meeting friends on podcasts. And that That's right. Podcasts, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And in yeah, the comment section of YouTube. And, in the comment section of YouTube. That's how this podcast started. Uh, we were sort yeah, of talking. You know, about, actually, that was one of I, we waited until the very end of the episode, but that was actually one of the things I was going to ask you, you guys, is how you guys met and got hooked up. Well, uh, someone commented on the other's video. And we can't remember who was first. <laughs> yeah, we have to go look it up. But um, the the short of it was that there was a comment, and uh, I, Sean wrote that if I ever wanted a po- or if I ever started a podcast, and he was up for being a co-host or something along those lines. And I saw that, and I was like, oh, I was thinking about doing a podcast. Actually, that I thought that'd be super cool. And so then it was this back and forth email string like are you are you serious because i'm sort of <laughs> serious but not totally serious if you were joking i mean i don't know i don't know if you're then uh, like you oh yeah well i i mean i was joking but i was also sort of serious but you know if, if you're joking like it's fine like okay well if you're not joking then maybe i'm not joking either so where does that, that this is what happens when two like uh introverted uh, yeah, people who avoid confrontation like try to figure things out. <laughs> I 100% understand. That's amazing. totally passively start a podcast. <laughs> That's right. That's it amazing. barely happened. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Speaking so, of, uh, go on, Sean. Speaking of podcasts, Ethan, we're hour and 20 in. Um, I just need to echo uh, Vincent's words about you and uh, the great run you had on Because We Make. Um, I agree. I think a lot of that success is is uh, from you being there for so long and being a co-host. So um, it's a great podcast and uh, 
sorry you're not there anymore, but I'm happy for you for whatever, you know, your next endeavors are, but, um, super great, just, uh, performance and, and input you had on uh, all those guests and all those episodes. So I think there's a lot of makers out there that appreciate what you've done and, and, uh, super happy, super happy for you. Sean, thank you so much for that. I mean, thank you. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, anyone that there's been so many people that reach out and, and, uh, again, I won't, I won't repeat my, uh, mushiness from, (laughs) from my last episode. No, I, I, I appreciate that so much, Sean. That means it really does mean a lot. And, uh, and I truly appreciate everyone that's reached out and that has said similar kind words as, as you said, Sean, uh, it's, uh, it was such an amazing experience. Um, it's, it's super, it's been super hard. I won't lie. It's been a super hard couple of weeks. Um, so it's also, as I think I said to you, Jake, as I got on, it's, it's, it's been really fun to come back on and be able to do this just, you know, as, as a one-off, but as a, you know, to, to do it again. So I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to come back on, uh, come on. Um, but yes, thank you for that, Sean. It, it meant, means a lot. Uh, it meant the world to me to do that, uh, to be a part of that podcast for as long as I was. Um, I'm super excited for Vincent and Brooke. Um, you know, I think and Brooke's, Brooke's done amazing job in week one, and I know they've already recorded week two, so I can't wait to listen. It'll, mm-hmm. probably, it'll drop tomorrow. So, you know, I'm, I'm super proud of them and what the podcast has become. Um, super hard to walk away, uh, but like, but Again, thank you, Sean, for those yeah. kind words. And that means it really does mean a lot. Uh, so thank you. And and thank you to everyone that has reached out and has, you know, said some really, really kind words. It's It's been touching and it's really helped me as it, like I said, it has been a, 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 a tough couple of weeks um, just, you know, for whatever reason, um, because I cared about it and because sure. I, I, I loved everyone that listened. Uh, so thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, I I had no idea actually until like just a few days ago. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's, I, it's I funny. Think it's, I think I sent you a yeah. message about it because I was like, of all weeks, I was a couple weeks behind him because we make, and Sean was like, "Oh, we should get Ethan on." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's a great idea." So I texted you, and we got this set up, and yeah. then I'm listening to, um, what turned out to be your last episode with John. Me babbling with my like. And, like my you know frog in my throat yeah um no no before that when you guys interviewed oh, okay. uh, john oh john oh john, john. Yeah, yeah yeah and um listen to that and you guys talked about uh jonathan katz moses and mm-hmm. i heard that come up and i was like i texted vincent and i was like hey if if ethan's busy and john can't make it i'm i want to be third string yeah. like yeah. i'm available i will be there <laughs> And he's like, oh, whatever. And then, then you guys mentioned um, um, Neil Patrick Harris, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, if Ethan can't make it. I want to be second <laughs> string. And he's like, okay, sure, whatever. And then he's like, he's like go listen next, to the episode, damn it. <laughs> I well, yeah, literally like ten minutes later, that episode ends, and the next one comes up, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, I texted him. I was like, I did not. Yeah, I'm no. behind, man. I'm behind. No, it's you know, it's 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 funny. There's it, which is understandable. There's I, I still get mess. I'm still getting messages, and again, I appreciate all of them because everyone's been super, super supportive. 
and super positive. I mean, again, it's it's what I what I'm really happy about is that everyone's it's a very positive thing where everyone's sad to see me step down, but excited for Brooke to step in, and I and that's yeah. how I'd want it. Um, yeah. So well, it, our first episode was great. So I'm sure. Yes. No. The, and, and, and they're only going to hit their better and better more. and better. So. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, absolutely. Right on. Well, um, man, it was great having you on. This was oh, super thanks, guys. fun. Yeah. Anytime you hit me up anytime. I'm, I, this was super fun. I'd love to come back on anytime. So, yeah. And in, in case, in case there's someone who's listening that hasn't heard of you, where should they go find you? Um, yeah, so I'm Ethan Carter of Ethan Carter Designs. Um, well, yeah, I always say that and I'm always like, what else am I going to say? Am I like, I'm Peter Thomas of Ethan Carter Design. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways. <laughs> oh, what, what was your name again? I yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, Ethan Carter Designs, basically on everything. So Instagram, YouTube, um, I'm Ethan Carter Designs. Uh, you can find me there. And yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate Rock you guys having roll. me on. Absolutely. We're so glad you could be on and, um, you know, as we tell all of our guests, you're probably going to bring us more traffic than we're going to bring you. So right. it, sorry, that's, that's the way it works I, out. But <laughs> if that's how it works out, that's great. But uh, but I appreciate it both ways. And uh, you know, what? it's this. That's why this community is what it is. It's it's a yeah. joint. It's a community. It's not a you know, it's not a one way street. So, yeah, cool. All about having fun and meeting new people and chatting exactly. with our friends. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Right on. All Thanks, right. guys. All, All right, right, guys. Till next time, we'll catch you later. Sounds good. <laughs> See you. <ya. laughs>